Diving right into it, the WWDC announcements, and I think I could probably say this is the I, I, lie. My best Aussie impersonation. Uh, we're going to start off with iCloud. So, gang, what, what are we thinking about iCloud? Well, it sounds to me like just mobile me over again, except for hopefully it actually works this time. Well, mobile me did work. It was just expensive for what it offered. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had it since I go. Well, I was on Apple since dot Mac, so I had iTools for free. So I wanted to try out Mobile Me for a little while. A little while became like five years. But so yeah, I was one of the fools who paid ninety nine dollars a year. But I used the gallery and all that too. But yeah, this feels like Mobile Me too. But it does feel like something that people would actually like using. They just don't know they want it yet. Again, one of those Apple things. Well, one of the interesting things, and I've I've read all sorts of stories about it, is is that it's on by default. So it's not that you actually have a choice to do this. Mm-hmm. And the trick will be, uh, well, the great, as I call them, the unwashed masses, they just want to get their information and get it now so they don't really care where it is, whereas some of us that have maybe been around for a little uh, while are like, I want to know exactly where it is and, you know, what but happens. for those people, they can turn it off. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, the labels are pretty obvious. Okay. As long as the so. option is okay, truth, truth turn or, it off. Truth or dare. Going to keep it on or off? I'll probably turn it off at first. Chris? Um, I'm definitely going to be turning it off, and it wouldn't do me any good anyway because I don't have a live connection 24-7. Oh, that's right. We could go into, <laughs> we could go into that topic another time. And me, I'll, I'll round it off as a straight three and zero. I will turn it off as well. So um, iCloud certainly hasn't hit a bullseye. But, but there's parts I will use. Hmm. Um, I already use iCal with my wife's and my iPhone with the Mac at home too, so it's nice when we update something in a calendar event, all of them are updated. They're just providing that service now for free, but across a little bit more in depth. So there's features I would turn off, and I would say probably majority I will turn off. Like I won't use the iTunes iCloud. I'm just not interested. Oh yeah, that whole uh, iTunes Match thing. Yeah. Yeah, twenty five bucks a year. Yeah, great. You can get a higher version than that one twenty eight <laughs> kilobits per second. You know, tell me more about this because you know it's something that I saw. Uh, a lot of people are Larry talked it about it. Yeah. So what? What? What's the big deal about it? Is 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 okay, this because you, you're talking about this two fifty six kilobits per okay, second? So it's a, a better quality file or what? If you have a huge ass music collection, odds are that it's uh, your uh, music is uh, ripped or taken from CD or your other sources at various bit rates. Lower the bit rate, the lower the quality right. music. Okay, 256 uh, kilobits per second AAC is actually pretty darn good. Okay, so like um, CD quality or... You could probably make it less, near, but it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty damn close. Almost indistinguishable. Right, unless you've got you know a good set of headphones and a good but, set of but ears. But back in the day, that's what I ripped all my CDs too. Then it's probably not going to be as useful there's, for you. There's no usefulness to me aside from getting the iCloud... Because f- what's happening is you'll have your music you purchase in iTunes, and they'll have iCloud features... And then the music you you didn't purchase that you ripped from your CDs that you should still own, you won't get the iCloud features on. And so if you want the iCloud features on that music, you pay Apple 25 a year, and the music they have that's yours that's ripped that they scan through. Okay, and that's stored on their servers, So, but it necessarily that high bitrate file uh, isn't they're on a little your own hard drive. I think it's, it scans it, and then you'll download the new the new tracks, and you pay them 25 a year. I was under the impression. I, I guess I don't think any of us really read too deeply. In it they didn't show it enough to know whether yeah. the music streamed or not. A lot of people uh, are assuming the music streamed, but that's because everybody went into this event saying the music iCloud's about streaming everything. It's all about syncing. Yeah, it's, not it's, about it's about syncing. But what it, what I think it does is it goes to this uh, this iTunes Match thing. What it does is it'll scan through your library. Now keep in mind that uh, at least the major flaw I'm seeing in this is the people who maybe aren't as uh, what's the word I'm looking for thorough mm. in. Uh, Tagging their music, oh, okay, or you know, have fifteen different spellings for Led Zeppelin, right? <laughs> or, if they self-tag and then have IDBC do it or whatever right. the, the link up is, is it CDBC? Whatever, uh, it's one of those. Uh, uh, yeah, I forgot the name of it now. Yeah, it's one of the yeah. CDDB or something yeah, that's like it. That. Uh, yeah, CD database okay. or uh, whatever. It's whatever called. links through iTunes. I mean, I always kind of did that. Let people do the work for me. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be off and I'd fix it, but yeah. whatever. And then it goes through that and sees which ones 
Apple has an iTunes library, and it'll sync up this uh, 256 kilobit per second version mm -hmm. to your iCloud account, and then it can it'll actually get downloaded to your phone or... The odd thing that they showed was that when they did it on as demo, mm -hmm. they did it one song at a time. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I honestly have a couple thousand songs. I'm not going to click through my little iDevice one at a time on iCloud, but I think it probably works better in iTunes or something like that. I haven't seen it. I think it, yeah, so, I think it would work a little bit better in iTunes. I'm just um, not interested in paying 25 bucks to get songs that sound similar to what I have and mm -hmm. have to pay it a year. It's like, so at the end, what do I get to do with my 25 bucks? Mm -hmm. I get to pay but that 25 same, and still press play on the music I already had. But at the same so time, it depends it. on how long you've been ripping CDs and how much hard drive space you had to begin with. Right. There's there's some convenience factors there. Like if you don't want to go back and re-rip, let's say you you still have your CDs, but they were at 100 or they're yeah. low, or they're MP3, which is way worse than AAC. Right, and this yeah. and you know if you've been doing this for you know, 10 years, you've got and the, the other little secret thing though is if you had bought songs from Walmart or whoever, they might be in that list too. And so now you're getting Apple's converting you. Hmm. Right. So you got yeah. conversion there. And then if you have songs that aren't in that list, that song file gets uploaded to. Uh, iCloud. Now, for example, I have a whole bunch of uh, CDs by a friend of mine who uh, I think he's got one in iTunes, but the rest of them, you know, I've got a you know list of them. Those will get uploaded, or would get uploaded, I should say, yeah. um, and then get synced between all my devices. Okay. Which well, uh, the list would get uploaded. Apple's not uploading any physical media like Amazon was. They're just taking the list. And then going. That's that's why they said like with Amazon it takes like two weeks because you have to upload all your original music and then get stuff back. There's I guess there's a little ambiguity in what's going on. Well, we do get questions on whether people are downloading, syncing. What happened? We get, we get blog people who asked, "What happens to my music? Your music stays there even yeah. if you synced." To, to me, it's 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 kind of a moot point because I sync everything through iTunes anyway. Because mm -hmm. you know, I don't. Again, I don't treat. And, you know, my eye devices as a separate computing device, I see them as accessories. Right. I, I'm a sinker, too. So All what right. I like is the Wi-Fi sinker. You sinker or floater? <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Good one. All right. Well, so we, we aren't really going to use uh, iCloud for uh, the file storage, but are, are oh, you no, going to use, use it for You file. can use it for file storage. No, no, no. no, no. I, I know you can, but what I'm saying is when I, when I said, you know, truth or dare, none of us are going to use it for our data. Like, let's say... I'll use it for some, like, iCal. Okay, and my my dot and Mac can, is now is free anyway now, mm -hmm. so now I, I can get my wife a dot Mac account or a dot me account instead of her Comcast account. Or and I can see the point in it, especially especially doing something like that with the iCal. If you have multiple iPhones, right, that's real. Convenient. Where where that way, you know, if he's at work and has got to schedule something, he goes to his wife. It did work. take some work getting it synced, though. Enter the two thousands and get my children i devices so that they can have their calendar synced with mine. You can always what, what do like nice. Bill does and just get them zooms. What's <laughs> nice? Oh God! What What's nice is that with iCloud, what they're offering for free, I think, is amazing. Just because the convenience factor, because mine's always done this, so people now have that experience. And I'm not switching to another phone. Does yours have this? This is a huge thing for Apple to provide it for free. It's it's costing them tons of money. Mm. It's it's a cool concept. I have no use for it. And I'll say I do have use for it, and I think people don't know what they need for it yet. As long as they are on a like an iPhone, it's really it makes a lot of sense an iPhone or like a three G iPad. But when you're not connected and you're only connected via Wi Fi, it makes a little less sense. But then I also haven't lived with it yet. There might be things where like aha, that's and, where they're. Who knows? Maybe theoretically it it'll do that syncing via Wi Fi too. It's supposed to. Oh, there like you go. Uh, there's certain things it won't do unless it's on Wi-Fi. So if you live your life in a Starbucks, I mean, great. Well, because the, the new one slate, it's been rumored on like Mac Rumors or whatever that the new uh, iOS five has uh, airport setup utilities in there, all that, so you can live a computerless life. You can mm. you can live a Wi-Fi life, set it up all through an iDevice, iPhone, iPad. That'd just be incredibly boring, though. Right. I mean, they did have that interesting chart where, like, China's got 70% of their people who have an iDevice don't have a computer. That's huge. And then it's still a pretty large number, like, when you get to Spain and all that. And then the, you got UK, US, and Japan, I think, were the bottom three. You know, most of the people have computers with that one, so the syncing paradigm works. But I really love the Wi-Fi syncing. And I, I just think they're rounding out a lot of stuff that should have been there. Oh, yeah, the Wi-Fi syncing in uh, iOS 5 is going to be cool, but we could talk about that in a little yeah. bit. cool. Been listening for a while and like what you hear? 
Let us know by taking a moment to rate or leave a comment on the OWC Radio channel on iTunes. The, the main th thing that concerns me at this point is security. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've gone on this rant before. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, uploading to the cloud. I'm sorry, I'm not putting my, my sensitive information or any important information on some remote server that I have no control over. Right. I mean, there's legal concerns, too, when you put something up there. Who owns it? Uh, I mean, I always do the whole thing, would you put your taxes on it? If you went, then don't trust it for that type of information. Yeah, I mean, can it be hacked? Um, second, what happens, I mean, while, while Apple is certainly uh, uh, an, uh, an upright corporate citizen and, you know, uh, has plenty of money and whatnot, what happens if the servers do crash and you do need to get that information? I mean... <laughs> Mobile just, me and uh, well, when you give out something for free, it's easier to crash. Yeah, and not only that, not not the other way, but when when you crash, you go, "We're sorry, we're out." Mm -hmm. But it's free. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of like what Google does. They offer their and stuff. And even free. when they when they when you were paying for it, it uh, let's face it, Mobile Me was not exactly the model of it wasn't uh, stability. The fastest, but I mean, I used it for galleries. So I'm gonna I'm gonna miss its gallery feature because I'm I don't like putting stuff on Flickr because I don't want to put my stuff out there for everybody. I just want to. What'll be interesting to see is if anyone that is um, pushing the cloud, so to speak, is really going to attack the hard drive industry and say, you know, so you thought your data was secure? You know, mm. did this ever happen to you? I mean, it'll be interesting to see the marketing to sell it. Now, you're going to have multi-generations of different messaging. I mean, someone in their 20s, they're probably really even not aware of a hard drive. They just know they have content. And sorry if, you know, I offend anyone, but it's just there There are differences in, in user profiles, whereas someone that's older such as myself, it's always going to be about it's my data and I want to have my access to it and I don't want anyone else to have access to it. Well, I like what it. they've done with it because, it, I mean, it seems like a heavy touch, but, I mean, when, I, when you watch the keynote, it's actually pretty, a, pretty much a light touch. You can live the way you used to live. Oh, yeah. It's just for the people that would prefer or have to live without a computer, they can now actually live better as far as their computing experience goes because now they don't have to worry about, well, I just keep it here. There's no backup. The only thing they're missing, I think, is a local time machine backup from the iOS. Mm -hmm. If they had that, I'd be like, wow, you thought of everything. Yep. So just missing part. And so then you'd, you'd still have a hard drive, but it would um, it'd say, hey, you want to use this as your time machine for iOS? Or not your time machine, but your backup, your local backup for iOS. Yeah, go to cool. your iCloud uh, account and boom, do it. You know. Well, now they want to do the iCloud, but you only get 5 gig, but non-music, non they don't say non-video, but it's non-music, non-books, non-apps. Mm. So 5 gig goes a long way when you exclude that. Especially my music library. <laughs> right. And, well, I mean, they're not storing your music library every band. They're storing a list that they say, well, we have that. Yeah, and, here, and so here since we have now. that, that's your backup if you ever need to get backed up. And so at that point, if you had lost your iPhone, got a new one, and you were living solely on an iPhone, then you would have to download the whole darn thing via Wi-Fi. And that's where you get your iTunes match. $25 a year can come in handy. It's only 2 bucks a month. Wow, that really saved my buck. Cheap insurance policy. Right. Yeah. And two bucks a month? Yeah. Real cheap insurance policy. Minus a buck, but whatever. $2.10 a month. Okay. Well, you know, when you're just saying, um, we got to talk about bandwidth concerns, though, because as you were saying, if you lose, let's say your iPod, your iPhone is stolen, you lose it, whatever, and now you have to download your entire library, basically your contents from the right. iCloud to your or device. Or your general content syncing, let's face it. You know, yeah. 64 gig, 120 gig. Well, there's no iPhone that's 124 gig, so you don't have to worry about that. But, but you still got, you know, the data caps, which we've talked about in previous podcasts. Right, the telecoms are going big on data caps, so are the cable companies. Yeah, so basically what we have are two approaches to things. You know, we've got Apple, oh, store it all on the cloud and do it all mm -hmm. online. And we've got the telecoms saying, yeah, w w you can do that, but we'll charge you up a certain orifice for it. Right, I mean, if you, if you think about, like, living in it, you do 150 gig and you, you only, you're buying bits and pieces, you know, you're buying mm -hmm. music here and there, and you're buying apps, and over, and then overall you acquired, let's say, 16 gig. I think the highest iPhone goes 16 gig still. It mm -hmm. doesn't go to 32 yet, does it? No. Uh, I thought the iPod Touch goes to 32. iPod Touch goes to 64. 64. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, anyway, so, okay, let's say 64. Let's just do an iPad, 64. If you had to download that once, you'd still only reach half of your bandwidth cap. So, I mean, you can live that life, but you... You can't do it twice in a month, and you're hitting a 150-gig data cap if that's what you had. 
Some of them are 250 some are 150 They don't really say what it is, and they give you a warning, or they give you an overage charge, or they say we don't want you as a customer. But that's also why that goes into streaming. Like You couldn't stream all your video or rent it because you can pretty much watch 10 to 20 movies. All your bandwidth is done. But security-wise, it remains to be seen. I mean, Apple can't mess up on security like Sony did. <laughs> Sony messed up huge, so... Apple knows that, but they are offering it for free. Now, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to get an extra free .me account for Molly and have her on that. Molly being my wife, for people who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's just your pet mouse. Yeah. The exciting big news is that we're expanding our 6G SSD line with a new model called the Electra. And as I've come up with the talking point for this, it's priced like a 3G, but fast like a 6G. It's well over 500 meg a second, both sustained read and write speeds. Comes with a three-year warranty. Uh, Industry-leading SandForce-driven technology with 7% over-provisioning. Really targeting the consumer, prosumer, user it's really fast, and even if you are on a production workstation, it'll be fine for things like that. Although, if you really are a hardcore AV, you know, video photography, graphics production professional, you're going to want to look at the Extreme 6G because its incompressible data rates are just that much higher. And to show our belief in the quality of that product, we've introduced the industry's only five-year warranty on the Extreme Pro 6G. So... Check out our 6G line. And um, the other thing to remember about uh, that as well is if you're debating whether or not you should take the plunge, well, go for a thrill ride on us. You can try either one of our 6G SSDs for a 30-day money-back guarantee. Get your speed thrills with us, and you know what? See, see if it works for you. So check out all the details at maxsales.com. And we have some special SSD landing pages there. All right, let's move on to the quasi-future of computing, iOS 5. There were huge, huge upgrades and updates. I mean, actually so many, we're not going to go through them all here, but there were a lot. I mean, even Apple said, eh, here's our top ten. I mean, they were big on notifications. I always laugh and people kind of applause, but it's kind of like, you did what you should have done in the beginning. Yeah, it's it it is a big addition though. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm tired of playing Angry Birds or whatever, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got a dentist appointment. Well, <laughs> I'm, I was just trying to shoot the little red bird across the screen. Okay, okay, pause. Oh, dang it. And, yeah, uh, and then I it, it's huge. I mean, this is one where I think Google or Android did beat them on it, but Android had the benefit of being second. Apple was first, so it was kind of like. This is, this is what they came up with in their paradigm when they just completely obliterated how people thought of smartphones in 2007. So it was a little laggard. They waited till they got it right, they said. Whatever. Fine. Yeah. No, they, they, they just kind of forgot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, or they kept on studying others. This newsstand thing, that's iBooks for magazines, basically. Oh, I like that. There's a lot of people who read or whatever, and so it's they got to separate the two. It's kind of... You know, when you go through your iBooks, this is, you know, having being able to have magazines over there versus having them as an app, because I'm sorry, but all the magazine apps out there, almost 99% of them got it wrong how to do it. You have your old media people trying to do new media, and they suck. That, that'll it, it, give it, cons- it consumerized it for the digital age, basically. That's, right. I, I kind of like the way that that looked, too. Or it's like, oh, okay. I like the look. They just failed on execution every time. It was just too heavy. Yeah. There's no reason a magazine should be 500 meg to download. Let's say you got a 16 gig iPad. You're gonna throw this stuff out. Fine. You know, there's they they had their they had this is definitely an example of they had their print people not working with their web people on this because it was more web related, and you can tell the old industry failed on execution on that, and then. Everyone scratched their head. Well, how come no one's downloading my my uh, thing? Because it, over broadband, it takes ten minutes. Well, I can go online and it's for free and cheaper. And the audio the auto update uh, with your subscription is a kind of a cool concept. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the equivalent of going, "Ooh, new magazine in the mail." Mm-hmm. I don't think I've subscribed to a magazine in years, but still. Yeah, I think Apple needed to do something that kind of did. Here's how you should do magazines. Here's a way to make them on here that and works make better. It, make it sustainable. Yeah, 
to give a give a decent template show the way it's so it was so hit or miss with heaviness or oh i'm gonna put video in here now it's like just give the content it's it's cool mm. i probably won't use it well i'm excited about the next one and because uh, being the chief tweeter uh with twitter integration it only makes sense uh, last time i saw a stat twitter is starting to outpace facebook now facebook's starting to kind of level off but twitter actually facebook's uh, falling off right yeah now. yeah um they've had dumpage yeah so i mean but twitter people are really finding and and chris uh and i debated twitter from the very beginning um it's it's that speed and immediacy of communication yeah, here's because everybody wants to know that you're eating cheetos yeah well that's the way you're looking at it but it's it's a great it's basically headline writing uh, and and very quickly. So it to me it it only made sense, and it really shows what who Apple is kind of saying is is going to be long term versus um, perhaps well, it's a like, fad. It's it, well, it's just like the bookmarks thing, yeah. and like a browser. You know, you always want that capability. If you don't have it, you kind of complain about it. And so then instead of having to go to another app, tweet about something, it, it's just like putting the like button on the browser. Mm-hmm. So they decided Twitter was more important, a little bit more, maybe a little bit more um, better than just like. You know, just to get a little bit extra to it, a little right. more meat to uh, stuff out there. Hey, check out this page. Cool, I'm done, and I'm still in my browser. And you just you made the experience smoother for people that really tweet a lot. I'm not big on the Twitter, but oh uh, man, I'm hooked on the Twitter. <laughs> you hooked on the Twitter. <laughs> I'm hooked on the Twitter. It's cool. It's got, yeah, but it's you got use it in a work capacity. You don't. Or do you have a separate account at home? I have a so, separate account. Oh, so Grant's sitting there tweeting like yes. a little birdie at home. Yes, and I'm very careful what I tweet. You social networker, you. Yeah. See, I prefer anti-social network. <laughs> That's the next movie coming out. The sequel, the anti-social network. Never mind. All right, uh, uh, Safari is updated. I was glad to see that because um, tabs, huh? Yeah. Tabs couldn't care less about it. I like them. I think they're going to be a little small on the iPhone. iPad, mm. perfect, because I, I got tired of zooming in and out and in and out the way they did tap. Stop moving around, Grant. Yes, that sound effect was my knee on the table, and it hurt bad. Well, you're, like, wiggling around. It's like you had, like, too much caffeine this morning. No, it's... And I'm the one with the energy drink sitting on the table. Green tea what, and an onion bagel. That's... What they didn't demo, I think Tabs does replace New Page. I like New Page for storage and kind of keeping it out of my sight for a little while. Like, oh, I want to read that article, but I never had it. More like a wish list. I suppose it's also in how you use tabs. I use maybe I think I have it at any, any given time in a browser window, maybe at most three tabs open. Wow, oh, I'm a mean tab user. Uh, unlike unlike I know I've seen Grant's where he has like 20 tabs in one window, no, how I, he, I can and then he Grant. can't find anything. <laughs> on a on a typical workday, we're talking 60. Now if if I have if I have a if I have a Safari window open. Um, it's, you know, if I get past like three tabs, it's like, oh, well, okay, now I'm looking at a different topic entirely, new window. Mm-hmm. But they, I also use them as reminders. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I need to go back to that. That's like a placeholder for me saying, you know what, I got distracted because too many people were standing at my door asking me questions, so I'm going to go back to yeah. that important information. Ah, now. but that's what the next thing in iOS 5 was really good about is reminders. <laughs> And this is actually one I find kind yes, of cool. Yes, but you have to set that up. That takes more time. Well, no. I mean, Reminders is cool because it's, it's actually to-do. There's so many to-do apps out there. I mean, we've had a, a fellow OWCer who researched about five different to-do things, spent about 125 bucks buying them, and found the one he wanted. So to-do is that important for some people if they integrate it and they do it well. Especially if you're one of those... Uh, Don't leave me hanging. What, what was the decision? What was the product chosen? Oh, I don't know. It's oh, been a while. Go. It wasn't. Uh, there was, we, but I found out. Like I that. found was other it? ones. Remember the milk. Remember the milk was yeah. cool, but I don't think that was the final one. I've got a few on mine. I got the a one pile of them on mine. With, well, to do. I liked to do. Oh, it was called to do. To do, but the well, price. And what was funny is like the price didn't dictate the betterness. There was the one, betterness. The betterness. <laughs> ones were twenty five. Ones were two or three, and I think to do was like four ninety nine or three ninety nine. Okay. So I went with to do. Another one. Went, another person we know went with to do. I don't know what the one who researched all five. But yeah, to do lists are really huge, especially if you're like one of those getting things done people. Well, if you think about the, if, iPad if you're one or the of those, iPhone, uh, they replaced the PDA cult members, and the PDA started with to do. It led to do, yeah. and then you lost your to do list if you switched from a Palm to an iPhone. You're like, but I need my to do. And you got notes, which I would actually use as a rough to-do list or a rough list. Well, I still but. have a palm in it. <laughs> yeah. To-do on palm was phenomenal. I never used to-do. No. Then again, I never get anything done, so. <laughs> that might be why. So reminders for Chris. 
But actually, Reminders looks pretty cool, especially if it's got that location-based stuff. Yeah, you're now leaving the building, call your wife or whatever. <laughs> you're leaving, you know, call your wife, or you're, you're at the grocery store. Pick up milk! You moron. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to pick up milk. I would love it if you could have it talk back to you. Pick it up, you moron. Oh, yeah, <laughs> thanks. What was that? Voice My reminders. talking to me, you know. You made your iPhone nag? Yeah. Kind of <laughs> <kinda> cool. <laughs> wow. That's the next app, iWife. <laughs> Never mind on that one. We won't even go there. Okay, cam- <laughs> uh, the updated camera app. Who's all excited about this one? Actually, I do like it. I wouldn't applaud for it unless, like, finally, because I want to get to the mm. camera faster, because I, I lock my screens on my iDevices, so I'm constantly, I want to take a picture. Yeah, so having it on the <laughs> yeah, and having it on the lock screen is kind of cool. Actually, the thing that I saw on it that looked really cool is that you're able to use the volume button as a shutter release instead of trying right, to tap the mean, screen and at because at that point you're holding the camera with one hand. Right. It, it's hard when you're in an action shot or wherever trying to get the you know boop and the and then now you're you're jittering the camera. But I think Apple just got tired of being made fun of for it. Because they're like, we're not going to do that because that ignores the buttons and blah, blah, blah. And then you get the commercial out from Microsoft. It's like, well, why don't we do that so they can't do that anymore? Of course, it still doesn't uh, uh, resolve the problem of trying to take a picture with an iPad 2. (laughs) Holding up a picture frame, trying to frame it, you look like an idiot. It's a little large. What are you doing? Taking a picture. And the camera's not that great on the iPad. Oh, no, it isn't. It's it's no Uh, iPhone 4 camera. A friend of my parents uh, just bought an iPad 2, and they said, Chris, the camera... Actually, they're German, so I'm... Not going to even attempt to do my bad German accent, but you know, Chris, this is the camera on my iPad bad. You know, it just seems really grainy and really. I don't know. I haven't used the camera on my iPad yet because I have it in this yeah. case that covers the back. And so I took it out and we took a picture of the same thing and they looked identical and the picture wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not even the. I don't even think it's the iPod Touches camera. It's more like the iPad, the iPod Nanos, old. Yeah, it could camera, be, or it's it, it not that high quality. It's definitely one Apple said good enough. Yeah, the, the, the quality is <laughs> really grainy. Reason. Yeah. Well, you're also viewing it on a lot larger display. How about any of the uh, tweaks in mail? Anything uh, grab you guys on that? Loved it. Yeah? Uh, like the messaging. Everything. Message search is going to be cool. Yeah. Uh, if you get a lot of mail on your iPad or iPod or iPhone. I just like the formatting for uh, multi-responses, you know, responses, whatever. And rich text formatting is cool by me. You know, that way you can add bold or italics to a message sure. rather okay. than just plain. Uh, yeah, I never really noticed that you couldn't do the things they said you could do. It's like, now you can drag your name around. It's like, you know what? I never thought of doing it. I don't do a lot of mail <laughs> from my iDevices, but. So I would always delete and just type or retype it again because it always add the wrong person. Like, I don't want that person. So I'm not dragging stuff to CC or BC. And I just didn't know you couldn't do it. I just never tried it. So. See, I, I read it, but I don't, I don't, yeah, see, I don't compose. I'm and like, and ah. I think the other main <laughs> thing is, is I don't have a. Uh, 3G enabled device. Mm. Yeah, you would email a lot more, even, or if you had a constant Wi-Fi connection, yeah. working at home. Yeah. Well, I know from my uh, my uh, my smartphone, which is not an iPhone, uh, <gasps> I, I receive mail a lot. Oh, I've had this thing for about five years now. <laughs> Pretty old, actually. You know, in computer terms. Are you going to start? You have what, sir? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's not offered anymore. I know that. <laughs> Well, the next one up um, definitely, I think, is is one of the highlights for many people. PC free, you are no longer tethered to a computer for syncing. Which, um, man, which was I, one I of my big it. arguments against the iOS as a separate computer platform. However, <laughs> there is still one more major hurdle it came in preloaded. <laughs> oh yeah, because I knew you were going to jump all over this. <laughs> It's still you still have to uh, develop for it on a separate platform. You can't create yep. your own content within the iPad or iOS device itself. Maybe that's next iApps or something. I'd love to see it actually. I would hate some, to see some that. sort of. You have the Atari equivalent of killing your. <laughs> oh, you want games? Here you go. Everybody make it. Wow, this is nothing. No, but what would be nice? We have is over some one sort of, billion apps. What would be <laughs> nice is some sort of scripting uh, language such as. Uh, you know, like an iOS equivalent of AppleScript. They could make it easier to make apps, yes. I don't want them to make it that easy to make apps. Because everybody and their brother will have a bad app. Yeah, yeah. well. <laughs> You'll have Atari. They'll, they'll um, kill the industry. There'll be no uh, more I, apps. I have just one phrase to say. 
flashlight apps. <laughs> exactly, but look at Android. 10,000 fart apps. <laughs> Come on. Well, that's just because Apple got... stopped <laughs> accepting fart apps. <laughs> like, uh, you can make them, but damn, guys. You know, so. <sighs> yeah, PC-free also means um, you can sync wirelessly to your Mac. So it means right. two things with iOS 5, which I actually do And like. actually, the wireless syncing is pretty damn cool. I, I'm always looking. Now, where's my <laughs> syncing cable? That does get me off on one thing on a different topic. Um, people have been complaining that, oh, Apple keeps on stealing app developers' ideas. It's like if you were going to make an app that enhances or makes core functionality better for the product, you can bet Apple's going to make it. You should maybe make a different app then. Or make an app integrate into something else. Because, I mean, they complain about, oh, Wi-Fi Sync was out before and you stole my idea. And it's like, well, I, I don't know if you read the article on that. Did you see the guy, the application? I guess the, this guy was actually in the Cydia store, the jailbreaking. The jailbreaking store. And he yeah. sold 50,000 copies, he said. Yeah. And the icon is almost identical. Yeah, but the problem is he used Apple's icon as the basis of his icon. You can't steal the Wi-Fi icon from the i from from Mac OS X and say it's I, your icon. I, I modified it. Yeah, I modified it enough and <laughs> yeah. put some syncing things around. It's like, wow, you took the effort to put some syncing arrows around a logo that's not yours, and you sold fifty thousand. Maybe you want to be quiet because now Apple knows you sold fifty thousand units using their icon. Yeah, I think you owe them some money. It's like, if you're just going to build core iOS functionality better. It's a compliment that Apple would take it, but hopefully they pay you something for it. But if not, you know, you know you're gonna you're making a really good suggestion. They're probably gonna integrate into the I, the iOS later on. I mean, it, it, that's not the bread and butter of all apps. Yeah, it would have to and you'd have to actually look at the code itself and see how I how close the code. Is. Well, I mean, they're, I think they're complaining and they're correcting the complaint about well, we came up with that concept. It's like. You don't think Apple thought of Wi-Fi syncing beforehand? You just no, did I it. I don't think even they were the ones that came up with the concept. It's I, you actually have to would have to break down the code and look at right. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if they're stealing code, there's something there. But anything else that uh, you guys are really uh, excited about in iOS five? Oh, huge is iMessage. Very huge. They pretty much gave the finger to telecoms. Hmm. Telecoms guard their SMS messaging left and right because they know the number one sent text message in the world is K. <laughs> you know, we'll be there. K. That's it. That caught, you know, they, they get to charge their X amount for it. So they make tons of money. What I thought was funny, uh, when, I, when I was watching the presentation, I'm like, how did they get the telecoms to agree with it? Because they would never do it. And it was funny that the telecoms learned about it. During the presentation. From the presentation. Right. It's like, whoa, yeah, yeah. that's thumbing your nose at him. But it's, yeah. it's, it's just about time. There's no reason for that. That gives you more reason to go, well, I'm not going to buy my wife or someone else another cheaper phone. I'm going to get them an iPhone because I'll save 25 bucks on the text messaging because we can just message yeah, to each so, other for free. Right. Yeah. As long as it's uh, iOS to iOS. Right. They, and the way yeah. they do it has been screen grabbed on like Mac Rumors or whatever. Is it your, your little, uh, the gray out text that's there will either say... Um, SMS text, or it'll say iMessage, and the button color is different. It goes from blue to green. So if you have a green button, you're free to go, and it doesn't cost you a darn thing. And that's the way it should be because email's free. That's why I always preferred email over over um, chat for the smartphones. It's like I'm not going to pay for the text. You know, I get the minimum. Give me the 200 right, right. 200 text message a month plan. If I go over, fine. Everything's email. Email's free. That's not. And now I'm going to use iMessage a lot more. Get up to the minute information on the happenings and goings on at OWC by following us on either of our Twitter feeds at MacSales or at OWC Radio. Or become a fan on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash OWC MacSales. One of the really big uh, pieces of WWDC this year was. Uh, the introduction of Lion uh, 10.7, uh, or as I like to call it, iOS 10. Because let's huh. face it, that's what a lot of these features are turning into, and I don't know if I necessarily like that. I bought a computer, not an iOS device. But let's take a look at some of these uh, new features, multi-touch gestures. I really like them. Um, See, but I'd... now it means everybody's got to get a trackpad. Because right. if you don't have a trackpad for your desktop, granted, now it's only... What get seventy three percent of people are buying for Macs are buying laptops, so all of them have a trackpad. The desktop people, yeah, seventy three percent of all Macs shipped are notebooks right now. Right, 
So the other people who have an iMac or something, you're now probably going to have to go out and buy a trackpad if you want those features. I ha- I have a trackpad at home for one of my computers. I actually do like it, and there's times I like it more in a mouse. Mm. My my problem is with some of these. Uh, the it, it took all these iOS um, conventions mm. and things like scrolling is now backwards to what. But that makes sense to me, though. See, it does not to me because I'm I'm, but you I'm scrolling. I'm, I'm 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 hoping so. I haven't taken a look at the. I mean, where the scroll bars aren't actually visible. You have to no, actually no. Clip no. Is down. When, when down. you scroll down, it's like uh, moving okay. a piece of paper instead of, you know, when you're scrolling down, you're going down the page. Right, right. right. Where you know. So like, here you're going to be going like that, and it's of, going in the wrong freaking yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember how you use your magic mouse to work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going down to go. Yeah. Push the page. Up. I think it just becomes. I, I, I hear it, what you're it's saying, Chris. Be one but I think of those, it becomes seamless after a while. It just becomes. I suppose it's rope, one of those things you, know? you get used to, but yeah. you do get used. I, I flip back and forth because the magic mouse is different than the trackpad, and then. I'm but the one thing that I, the one thing I don't like is it. It actually requires a touch surface, and I hate the. Magic you hate the magic mouse. mouse. I hate the magic mouse. One, it's. Is because it's, it it's too it's too sensitive for you? No, it's it's, it's too angular. Oh, I love it, man. Things a Ferrari, that and that keyboard. Like it. It's like I'm, the I'm angular, so much that faster. And I don't like Bluetooth accessories. Hmm? I don't like my keyboards and mice to. I want them connected to the computer. Huh. I, I used to think that way too, but I switched over, and the batteries last so long. I just throw the rechargeables in, and I mean, uh, it's months. It, 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 to think it's about just, it. It's just. It's just. I hate to say it, man. That Magic Mouse is just drop dead sexy. That and it just doesn't <laughs> feel right in my hand. Oh, man. okay. I, I actually. Well, I mean, I, I using the um, using CS5 a lot. Mm-hmm. I do have times when the magic mouse just if I'm hitting a button, it automatically just zooms way out on me, mm-hmm. or it's pushing off to the side real quick. And and the print the print people will have the same issue too, where it it just kind of taking them off to the side. But everything else is so much faster that mm-hmm. removing them from it. Eh, I, I like. You know. I actually like the the mighty mouse right before it. The I, the only thing I hit on that was the trackball. All right. Well, I, I, we're, well talking like about, the, we're talking about the OS here, not yeah, like so. Yeah, the, yeah. but you know, I, I did it, want to say something related, about multi-touch. And, and yes, and, and what I what I heard in the um, and I wanted to bring this up um, in the keynote was uh, they said software is the soul, and they really right there. I was like, wow. For me, as as a user, as a fan, as an industry uh, employee, whatever you want to say, they finally to me for me came out and said the hardware really isn't it anymore. And when they say the software is the soul. I don't think that's what they mean by that. Apple's always fixed their hardware. with. There's been stuff where people go, you're going to have to buy a new Mac that's broken. You get a software update, it's fixed. They've fixed a lot of hardware. They do a lot of fixes that you would think are hardware only through software. See, I, I look at I look so at Lion integration. I everything. mean, like, and, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, like Mission Control for me, and and um, I, I won't run multiple monitors as as you all know. And so you must have said Mission Control. Grant's going to be excited Actually, about I'm excited that. about Mission Control. I like so, that. All right. So I mean, so that's where I'm saying this is that. But I'm a huge user in spaces. Anybody that's seen my space workflow? I have dual monitors and nine spaces. Yeah. So that's 18 different little areas. And see, the I one I use. Actually, yeah. more often is expose. I'm always in that. Yeah, that, that's real. I use a little bit of both. I'll, I'll open up all nine monitors, see them, and then use expose in it. And mm-hmm. There's my stuff. Yeah. That, again, 60 browser windows, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I actually do like mission control, and that's actually one of the features I'm, believe it or not, excited about. That's also the one I'm most scared about because if it affects my spaces workflow, then mm-hmm. I need to stick with spaces. See I, see, I can see the way it would integrate and actually improve my spaces and or... Yeah, spaces is rough for people to kind of grasp the concept. Yeah. I think Mission Control, they finally got, how do we make it so people can understand how to use it? Because they're mm-hmm. not using it because it does seem scary at first. And when I first used it, I got motion sick. Yeah. Actually, the only... <laughs> vong, 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 vong. I mean, you're zooming in, zooming out, zooming in, zooming out. Yeah, two the... monitors? <laughs> oh, yeah, two monitors. That's, that's an that's interesting a... half-day request. I feel queasy. I did feel bad when I was first, but I got over because the productivity was so much higher. Uh, so I'm like, I, I can keep or my Or imagine my, my setup, here. three monitors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 30-inch and a 27-inch monitor? Yeah, that's a hork fest. <laughs> Full screen that's our phrase Apple. for today, the hork fest. <laughs> Apple fixes hork fest with mission control. <laughs> Blog post. There you go. App Store, it's built in. So what? Wait, go back up one. Oh, all right. We gotta go to full screen apps. That's the laugher for me. I oh, okay. Yeah, didn't we try? Weren't we excited to get rid of that in the late '80s? Oh, I was just picturing Steve Jobs, not Steve Jobs, but Steve Ballmer and Bill Gates kind of sitting in the back row, going, "We are 
Cody had this. <laughs> you know, they've had it since 95. No, I'm, since 3 1 1. I'm serious. Wait, since R ever. Remember MultiFinder and how exciting that was? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, when, you know, ooh, you can have more than one application window open at a time. I mean, that was the whole selling point in the. Right, the th late this 80s is one there. that it's pure late consumerization. So for iPhoto. Because people do get a little scared. God, I've forgotten got... all of that, man. I, I can't even remember that you couldn't do that. See, yeah. that's that's the thing. It's this. It's it's attrition. It's and that's why I'm going back to the software as the soul because they realize they have to bring in more of the multi-touch mm -hmm. functionality of this because that is the wave of the future. So they need to start indoctrinating people well, now. And you need to make certain tests easier. So iPhoto, like certain apps, make sense full screen, like iPhoto. Cool. Crank it open. It's going to make you know the normal people who use computers. It easier to work with because the windowing does confuse some people. Like, well, all your God windows are open. save us if they make yeah. Microsoft Word full screen because I think I'd have to slip my wrists. But they showed off Pages full screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not applauding for that. They're, I can't. It's Pages. <laughs> it's like, I don't care if it's full screen. It, it, it's trying to be like a Pages has always been trying to be like a combination between a, a really low end uh, InDesign and. Uh, and Word. <laughs> or you can picture like Borat next to, next to uh, you know, Bomber and Gates going, high five, you did one thing right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good accent. <laughs> so now we go to the App Store, now built in, even though it was built in the Snow Leopard. <sighs> it's even yeah. more built, well. <laughs> well, thank goodness I can still download. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness I can still download stuff from Mac Update because I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not using the Mac App Store. I've used it occasionally, but uh, just for small things like a uh, text editor and all that. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of convenient. But then I immediately saw if you check back our old podcast, there are old reasons like this is really bad for enterprise because each Mac has to download, each Mac has to update. So you mm -hmm. can't just go that way with all your software. You got to each one and having each one have a Mac ID. Yeah. That's going to start becoming the, really inconvenient. Apple's going to find that something is wrong there, and I think they'll fix it for that. But the download component. The other one that really gets me is that some of these uh, larger commercial things, uh, or their higher end software, is App Store only. Yeah. Final well, Aperture is a lot cheaper now. You know, Final Cut Pro 10. 10 is going to go at Mac Store only. And it's going to go Mac Store only. And I'm sorry, it, it's a cool app, but there's no way in hell I'm going to get it. I just I say kudos because their price went from a twelve hundred for the studio to three hundred. Your cost of entry to a pro app like that? Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, the box was big, but it wasn't seven hundred dollars. Of course, <laughs> some of the other, of some of the other aspects of uh, of the new Final Cut, you know, making it more like iMovie. Yeah, that, that film strip view. Oh man, I wanted to hit somebody when I saw that. I've only seen like preliminary screen. That's why I like, stopped using iMovie. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, they still have a timeline. Pro can't get rid of a timeline. There's, there's damn well. They'll have multi views, multiple different views. Pro is more about customization. Yeah, it, it was just. They know they can't big. kill it because you got a lot of you got a lot of studios now using Final Cut instead yeah. of like an Avid box, which is ten times more expensive than a Mac box. But right. Yeah, I, I, the consumerization of a lot of pro-level apps just kind of bugs me, but that's not really what we're talking about now. Although it, it is kind of because they they're really consumerizing, they're they're turning basically uh, Mac OS X into another iOS, which is great for consuming media, but it's not necessarily great for creating. Well, the one the nice thing about the App Store, I mean, it kill it hurts the it kills the pirating a little bit because now you can't download it just willy nilly. You got something tied to you, but it it. It helps you find a trusted source. That that's one of those things that I always like the iTunes App Store on. I don't have to worry about should I download this? Is it going to break my machine? You have a lot of people coming from the Windows side of things. Where like, yeah. I remember when the iPhone first came out, I had some people I knew that were PC people, and they're like, "I'm not downloading the update. I like the way it works." And like, what do you mean? Well, it's going to break if I update it. Now, bad case for me, theirs did break with an update, <laughs> but. Overall, it's nice to have a trusted source where you go, okay, this code's been vetted. It's not going to break it. I can buy something for five bucks, and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, being but you have malware. You, you've had like uh, pretty decent uh, sources for software prior to this. Yeah. Um, well, you got like Adobe and stuff. If you, you buy, well, yeah, you've you've got like Adobe plus, or for that matter, freeware and shareware. You go to a, a trusted source like uh, Mac Update or Version Tracker. Or well, even them, I don't trust them as much. Oh, Bombitch, Carbon Copy Clone, or something yeah, we yeah. include with all of our solutions. Yeah, yeah you yeah. get someone and, like that. But my point is, is you go to these it. sites, they have the ratings, they have the 
you know, is this malware list. free or is this virus free? And then, yes. Yeah, but. they they check it and they, the, the apps are actually rated on how decent they are. But I think you have to think of it from someone that's new. Let's say you didn't know somebody on a Mac and you bought a Mac. Your trusted thing is zero. Mm. So you come in and you're blank and you go, "What can I do?" And it's like you you might mm-hmm. say you might go to the store and oh here's a five hundred dollar piece of software, but you could have probably done it for fourteen bucks with like you know something else or a demo mm-hmm. from Sketchbook Pro and see if that does what you need or. A photo editor that does something that iPhoto doesn't do. I think iPhoto is great. iPhoto is great for I, I use it for organizing all my stuff. Cool. I still actually edit everything in Photoshop mainly because, well, I like to. Next up's Resume. Oh no, we forgot one. Launchpad. Launchpad. iOS. <laughs> oh, thank oh, God we can turn yeah. that off. You know, you know what? For people who do want it, they do. They don't. They people, don't. I'm not as harsh on it. What is it? It's for people who can't seem to figure out how to double click an icon on your desktop or or single click an icon in the hey, dock. Hey, I don't know if I'm going to use it yet. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I start using it, you're going to be like, "You son of a!" I like, I I like it. I don't know if I'm going to use it. It's a shortcut. That's it's, all it is. If it makes it easier for me to select my stuff instead of going to apps, or, my dock is really big though. I have my my Sounds dock like is wow, right? and there was like, did you see the handshakes? Like my dock, mighty, my dock goes clear across see, I have the screen. A, I, I use a different launcher entirely. Uh, oh, and so yeah, if I put everything in my dock, it would you know, yeah, stretch there's, across there's, both screens. There's but, a good there's a good twenty five thirty in there. So I'm just laughing. It's yeah. it, it's a, it's uh, all in man. how you organize stuff. People, but I, people debating over how to launch a freaking app. Come on. But just to me, the I don't know if I'm going to use it. I think it might be a good feature. Nice yeah, to have. It, it just seems like it's putting everything that's in that. Somehow you make ignore it me. Try out. Okay, okay. <laughs> Don. Pointless. Move on to as you were saying. The resume. Mo- yeah. Some more important. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for resume. And actually, it's tied into autosave. It's this new thing where. You can resume where you cut. We have to restart your machine, and everything goes back up the way it was. I dig that. I, I'm that's going to save me tons of that's, time. That's actually pretty damn cool. Because that's the one thing. Like if I have to reboot in 32-bit mode, I'm like, oh, I got everything open. So or, bye-bye 60 browser windows. <laughs> bye-bye notes. Mail's kind of cool because uh, they all open back up again, but they're all in the same window instead of separate in different spaces. Like or as we experience some, sometimes over at OWC. Oh, everybody shut your computers down for 10 minutes. We'll be shutting off the computers in three minutes, and all of a sudden, boop, and it's like, oh, man, what happened to the three minutes? Rare. Hey, at least you guys but... get in, get informed about the last yeah. one. I got surprised. Yeah. Resume's cool. I, I don't think they should have called it Resume because it's too close to resume, and there's a lot of people who want to type their resume out on their personal computer. You might get some little deviation there, but maybe they should have changed the name. Oh, this right you know, resume. I, no, every every no. time I was writing it out, I kept thinking in my mind, resume. resume. It's resume. like, no, wait, that's not what this is. It's resume. Autosave is killer. That's brought over from iOS, but I think they should have had this for the last 10 years. It's yeah, just one of those it, things that it, should have been around. Yeah, well, they have had it. It's called Command-S. But <laughs> It's not automatic. Yeah, but it is now automated, which is a good thing because I do sometimes Here's forget to trick, save though. and go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> is it automated for new apps only? So now I just gave another reason to recycle all your application oh, purchases and go okay. through. Did not so, know that. So, but I don't know if I want Adobe auto saving because, dang, that's going to be large. We just save the changes. Yeah, that's that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you saving the changes. Turn them off. So, yeah, pages and all that. Mm-hmm. I work. Uh, First, we want we want to thank them. Because, uh, thank them because there seems to me like there'd be a lot of spinning beach balls. That's so you're going to need more memory, and where are you going to go for that for? But you already actually technically have auto save if you use mail. Because it automatically saves your drafts for you. That's that, true. If that and actually, there's crashes, a lot of programs that do have a built-in autosave feature. Yeah, Microsoft uh, Office, Word will recover. Power yeah. presentations will recover from um, the last. Or in my case, semi-save or whatever they My call Word it. alternative, Mellow, actually yeah. also does that. Yeah. So I think it's kind of cool to have system-wide. I just hope it doesn't mean full app refresh. But if it does, whatever. However, at the same time, you know, Final Cut does not have that. And I've accidentally closed the window and go, yeah. oh, man, there's two hours out of my day. Yeah. Or when you, well, that's what Time Machine's for. Time Machine saves my butt with Photoshop. You know, you cut, you crop something and it was your master and you accidentally save it. You're like, ah, oh wait, Time Machine. And eh, we're back. No, it's, it's not that. So it's like that's, isn't that what uh, versions would be like then? Uh, versions is kind of. Versions is nuts, Time Machine. Yeah, but it's yeah, for, for particular files, right? Yeah, that's. Well, Time Machine does work for particular files, but just not as iterative. Yeah, it's it's kind of versions like, looks like Time Machine on steroids right. for individual files. So it's like whoa. not not just steroids, like steroids and crack at the same time. I'm just wondering how what their save what their save rate is. Is it like doing it every minute or doing it every two? Because I don't want to see like go back in Time Machine. A dog is running. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to step that back in time. It's like, well, I didn't need that much savior. 
But yeah, ten minutes or five minutes—that much savior. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I have we created a lot of words. new words here on the OWC it's podcast. Babble day. We gotta make up our own words. I'm on a time crunch. Deal with me. <laughs> Airdrop. Cool. It's cool, but yes. it, it's it's actually been in the system, just not. Could grandma do it? No, no, no. Now grandma could do it. Yeah. I drop it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I send files to Go, uh, lady. to <laughs> grandma's like Grant too, or I I've sent files to you over instant messenger, constantly, um, send stuff to other people in the office. I just like they're making certain things easier. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, if you had that built into ten six, and it actually goes about as far, as far back as I can remember, where you have your public folder, mm-hmm. as long as you have file sharing on, anybody on your network can look at your computer. Sign in as a guest, which means you don't need a password, and drop a file in your public folder. And as long as there's no security threats, cool. I mean, otherwise, yeah. that's one of those things I'll just always have turned off. Yeah. It's kind of like iOS. I have the uh, search for Wi-Fi networks off. <laughs> or ask for verification and make me hit OK. Do you want to join these networks? No. Yeah. Do you want to join these networks? No. <laughs> this is Apple. That's someone saying they're Apple. Updated mail. Completely redesigned, improved search, conversation view, ease long threaded conversations. Grant, love you're going to love that. Why? It awesome. is really cool. And I know how much you, you know how, how you have like 5 billion uh, message long threads. You see it all at once, man. Yeah, well, it, it does. It, it, it organizes it in a conversation. You, don't, you know how when you do. Actually, it'll make Michael Perry more happy than when you, me. When you, when you can't do stand the, how I organize my mail. When you do your <laughs> threads, you know, when you have these threads of everybody. Uh, CCing in the same thing that you just wrote, which helps in when you're reading a single email. Mm. What it does is it actually organizes it, it, it strips all that out, and you can actually read the conversation as it happened. I mean, I'm, which I, is I, I like the, damn the, cool. the fluff they have. I'm, I'm also more interested in, since they're doing a total overhaul, what else do they improve elsewhere? I don't want to uh, see the bits and pieces. That, I'm a that, huge mail fan. I yeah, use that, it for everything. Oh, so do I. Yeah. Uh, the search functions, you're going to love. I've seen you looking for emails. <laughs> I always get a little type on people. Like, You're gonna love the search function as long as it works. Yeah, yeah it, it, exactly. Um, if, if I'm typing if something, I know that's in the email. Is not showing up? If I'm it, not liking search. If, if it works the way it was demonstrated in the keynote. Right. You're going to like that. Okay, cool. So that's a wait and see, but we only have like a month to wait and see for it. And that's mm-hmm. if so you, you can check download back, it. You, you can check back on my takes on updated mail on a future podcast episode. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at maxsales.com and we'd be happy to share your comments and contributions on an upcoming episode. Well, perhaps, uh, at least internally, although it, it affected some people externally, the, the biggest wow or huh out of the uh, introduction of Lion was that it is downloadable only. And I think I'll turn it over to Chris now. Okay, Apple. Uh, Mike, put your finger on the the bleep button because I, basically the only way I can say is, "What the fuck are you thinking?" No, seriously. I mean, there there are a lot of people. Up to what forty percent of people do not have broadband access. There are people who do not have a constant internet connection. You know, not everybody is wired in like they are in Southern California or has the accessibility right to it. Okay, and so a four gigabyte download just to install the OS. Just to install the OS over an OS that you already have to have installed. Well, some of the people's points, and, and what we're referring to is, is there's a great blog post on this, blog.maxsales.com. Apparently, OS X 10.7 Lion isn't for the rest of us. And um, what many people are, uh, well, it's, it's about split. I'd say it's, eh, no, I wouldn't even say it's split. I'd say about 60% are agreeing with your position and 40% are saying no. I mean, you know. You know, I mean, move. Join the 2011. It's like uh, get a life or it's get an, but it's not even just the downloading but. problem. You have other things like okay, so in, to install uh, this OS, you have to have Snow Leopard. Snow Leopard installed already, which screws over the people who didn't go to Snow Leopard, who stayed at 10.5, and we're just going to wait till you know wait another iteration. Well, it was to only jump to 30 10.7. bucks. They had a huge, huge. Yeah uptick in people who update to the next Except OS. for, at that point, is that 10.6 upgrade CD still going to be available? No. Apple's so, big on removing it because the last exactly. one's Exactly. So, so. so now if you're on 10.5 and you need to get to, and you want to go to 10.7, Apple just gave you the finger. Yeah, unless you know somebody who has a CD, which they're not going to mind. 
yeah. install it and they get the But technically speaking though, you don't necessarily and this is one point that came up in the blog post comments and that I kinda like, you know what, person's got a point. All in our rush to talk about all these great features of Lion, if ten point five is working for you it was, but what if you want these new features? Well, that's yeah. That, that's that's the thing is some people don't upgrade every single version. Right. Sometimes they go to they skip a version. Okay. They go you know ten two to ten four. I'm 10, just 4 sad to I'm 10, losing 6. my boxes. I have every box of OS ten since beta. Now I have no more boxes. Hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. And, and there's other <laughs> other things. You know what happens if your hard drive completely fails? Now there's supposed to be a backup utility. I call it time machine personally, but no, I mean there's actually a, a recovery <laughs> utility that's supposed to like create a recovery partition, which to me just smacks a Windows. I don't know if they integrate it fine. That's cool if they make it work. But the problem is, what happens when you're? I'm one of the lucky ones who lives in the internet world yeah. that has that capability, so I'm not too ticked about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't agree with it. Or they should they should have it so if you need the disk. You can go into the Apple Store or, hey, bring your laptop. But, I mean, they can't assume everybody has a laptop because you get your iMac and Mac Pro. People are like, I'm not bringing my computer to the Apple Store. Oh, I love the uh, the video we put in the uh, thread of the comments. It shows people taking their Mac Pros into a Starbucks yeah, and setting up camp. It's hysterical. For the free Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the main problem of this is you'd still have to go to somewhere. Right. You'd have, you'd have to, and then to completely restore your hard drive. Yeah, if you have a problem. If your hard drive just takes a gainer and, uh, you know, just completely crashes, doesn't spin up, whatever, okay, that recovery partition ain't going to do deadly for you. Uh, so, you, oh, yeah, you so, so you have you buy your new hard drive from OWC, you install it into your computer. Conspiracy. And well, it's definitely harder for maintainers because how do you just go? Well, I'll reinstall the OS for you. It's like, how? Yeah. I need your .Mac account info. Stuff yeah, like that. yeah, it's going to be tied to your .Mac or your .Mac account or your iTunes store, or Mac App Store account. Oh yeah, sorry, Apple .Mac's account. dating me. Your your uh, Apple yeah, iTunes your, your Apple I info. Uh, I think your Apple ID is what they're calling. Yeah, it. Apple ID. Um, which mine is so old that it doesn't necessarily work with all of them. It's yeah. kind of funny. Um, I think Apple's going to fix it. They're going to see some of the limitations and mm -hmm. go, eh, if you go, or you can, or if you need a CD, order one. But we want you to order one so that we've got the fewest amount going out yeah. there. And you know what? I'll be, you know, even if they add, you know, okay, and it'll cost you an extra, you know, X amount of bucks, 10 oh, I don't bucks. Think they should charge extra for it. Yeah, okay, fine. You know what? I'll pay that extra it. 10 for bucks. For the convenience. Yeah. You know, for the Peace convenience. I'd buy it just for the box. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> now there, there's a, there's an article out there because, well, believe me, I heard about it. Uh, you know, every single poster said, "Well, you can do this following this article over at Egg Freckles." Blah 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 blah. Okay. Egg Freckles. Egg Freckles. It's oh. actually a uh, reference to the Newton, if I recall correctly. Oh, okay. Um, however, the problem with it, actually, it was the Newton via Doonesbury. Okay, uh, stay on task. Um, they're saying, well, you just extract this image from the installer and burn it to disk. Well, the problem is, A, that's not a supported uh, thing by Apple. That would so, be piracy, wouldn't it? Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily. It blurs the line. Uh, it, yeah. it blurs the line there, piracy. But the main problem is it's definitely not a supported method. So if you got a, you just bought a Mac that's still got 10.6 on it, you want to upgrade 10.7. Okay, your drive goes kerflui, you do this install method. That install method is not supported by Apple. Therefore, your Apple Care just went out the well, window. One thing we don't know until we see Lion actually exists, they might have a software preference, you know, it might be in a preference pane, like make a backup OS CD yeah. or something. like. Or if they have that button, I will cheer from the rooftops. I, mean, I, I think Apple's going to fix it, but also all these other people talking about making images on another drive or here's how to do it. It's like, how do you know? I mean, the only way you would know mm -hmm. is if you had developer preview and they shouldn't be talking about it. Anyway. And, and they, the developer... Uh, you, you can't. Well, they shouldn't be. Plenty of people <laughs> and, do break it and talk yeah, about it. And they, they it's the developer preview. It. it is yeah. not the final gold right. master. I just figure Apple will see something. There's going to be people, how do, I, how do I execute this in Enterprise? How do I do this? I'm like, oh, for you, here you go. Or they need, maybe for Enterprise, I want you to talk to a salesperson and go, okay, what's your group rate? And... We'll cut you a deal, and mm -hmm. there's 25 copies for you. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. It, it's harder to get it, but I also think they're they're just talking about new Mac sales. They're selling four million a year. Come mm -hmm. on. Yeah, my favorite uh, comment on that thread was, well, if you don't have it, or if you don't have a com uh, computer that has 10.7 on it, buy a new one. <laughs> you know, bully for the guy who wrote that because man, he's making that kind of cash, and when you upgrade it. Send that to no, me. That, send it to OWC care. Or, that's or, the or Windows OWC. mentality. I want Windows 8. 
new computer. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't think the old one's going to work yeah, with it? You price. just buy the new one. Up, update your update yeah, your new computer. The new yeah. Send your old one to OWC that. Chris, yeah. care of OWC Real Computing. Uh, I'll give it a good home. I'm you serious. Know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this topic up. Um, I, and it reminded me of NIMBYs, um, and hopefully you all understand what that term means. But you know, some uh, of the things we talk about here on the show, as well as on the blog, are going to affect some of you and. Others, you're going to look at it and say, why are you going off on that you know, aspect? Why are you taking that stance? Well, that's all about discussion, and that's all that these things are meant to do is to foster discussion, perhaps intrigue you, maybe even have you see something in a different light. Uh, in other news, uh, AT&T is going to bring 4G LTE to 70 million customers in 15 markets by the end of 2011. We got Dallas, Houston, Chicago, Atlanta, San Antonio. This is this is a lot like the three G one, and everybody actually begs for four. I want four G speed. I want four G speed. And me, I kind of say, who cares? Right now, they got data caps. They're only at two gigs, so you get to your two gig faster, and then you have to pay more. Unless they up the uh, data caps, I could care less whether these networks get faster at all. Yeah, um, unless the, you're on Verizon, which their CDMA is a lot slower than uh, AT&T's 3G. And what's the, what's the uh, speed going to cost you, too? That's my It's like you can say how fast, and then my next question is how much. How much more? Yeah. Uh, look at 3G versus uh, 2G, 2.5 Edge. There was no cost increase for that for the most part. There was a minor cost increase, but it was, it was really negligent. I mean, really, it's an upgrade to their network to go to the next generation. Uh, AT&T's 3G can go all the way up to, I think, 8, as they're setting it for, and the LTEs can go up to, like, 20. So right now at three, it feels really fast. So if I'm not really caring about mm-hmm. speed and I'm worried about a data cap, I could give nothing about no, no matter about LTE. Yeah. It's and at this it's point, a spec. Uh, the 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 next iPhone isn't is rumored not to be using 4G anyway. It's still probably going to be on 3G. Yeah, Apple held out on the 3G market because of that. They wanted to wait till it's further rolled out. When 3G first came out for iPhone, I held off on it because it was still only available not in just five markets, but it was available only in the major cities. Mm. I mean, overall, there's going to be some people who need the speed, you know, for some reason, whether it's like a life emergency thing or whatever. But overall, until they increase those data caps, 4G's no one's going to care. Verizon, though, it does ma- the 4G is a huge bump for Verizon because their CDMA network can't support the speed that AT&T's 3G can. A- right now, Verizon's capped. They're at the fastest they can go for CDMA. Hmm. So if you're on Verizon, jumping to 4G is like going to 3G and a little faster with AT&T compared to Verizon. It just matters on, again, carrier preference, carrier price, price plan, what's available in your location. Uh, it's not static though. People that oh, I never get AT and T. Everybody's rolling out new locations, so you might have AT and T now. You might want to go to Verizon now. You might have Verizon. Different people want to change for different reasons, and it, it's more of a personal preference and a personal decision than me saying you should have AT and T or Verizon. You know, the next topic is really how do you lose but actually win. And in Apple's case, sometimes you just have to shake your head and say, man, they just, uh, they are the, the anointed ones. Uh, most people don't know this, and I don't think that, uh, it's, it's really quite a regular occurrence, but Apple actually lost a lawsuit. And what it comes down to is, is that, uh, there was a 20 month patent dispute between Apple and Nokia, and basically, they didn't really lose. They basically are agreeing to license uh, some of the technology from Nokia. You have to figure out exactly what it was. But, uh, was there uh, integration of GM, GSM, UMTS, and wireless LAN? It was yeah. kind of like their, how their wireless worked with uh, their iOS devices. Yeah, and and now um, what this really does is it it really emboldens Nokia, who owns the patents on all this, to go after all the makers of the Android phones. So um, again, it's kind of how do you lose but actually win? Yeah, Apple has to pay Nokia, but then Nokia is also going to license some of Apple's IP as well. And then now they're going to the Android people now have to with this set precedent go. Well, do we fight them in court and lose that money too? Because now Apple no longer has to fight this in court. It's settled. You know, this long of an agreement. And then um, how does it hurt the Android people? Because you've got a lot of Android people that follow the same thing, and Android is a complete ripoff, of course. Yeah, I mean, really, um, Apple can afford it, whereas some of their competitors may not be able to afford this long term. So if anything, it's almost a, uh, it, it, it's a double win for Apple. And, in fact, I think uh, their stock went up 
uh, as Nokia's did as well. Uh, so <laughs> it's just it's one of those head scratchers where because again, most people don't really hear about Apple losing lawsuits, and uh, they 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 agree to licensing and and their stock goes up. So curious things. Mac Defender and its variants like MacGuard. People freaking out, thinking that they that this is a virus and the first virus. Um, I'm, we're going to do a speed round here of uh, takes on this. My take is Macs have never had a virus. It's malware. And basically, as our blog pointed out, you should just use common sense. If something pops up on your desktop saying you should download this or check this, just don't click it. It's that simple. There's my take on it. All right. Uh, one thing that bugged me is this was like completely misreported as malware, and everybody's like, oh, the Mac finally gets it. Blah, you Mac people suck. Apple sucks. Like, no. This is simple. It's not a malware. I mean, it, you have to actually install it. It's a Trojan horse, for, so to speak, and it pops you up with something that says, hey, you should download this. And then if you actually do it and give it your username and password, what are you doing? And then you got a credit card number on top of it. It's just, uh, it's like a phishing scam that you get through email, so you just shouldn't abide by it. And what struck me is even before Apple issued a fix for it, it was so the instructions to remove it were go here, if that folder exists, delete it, and now it's removed from your system. Try doing that on a Windows system. Okay. I'm just going to bring up a few key points here, some of which they've already said. One, this is a Trojan horse, not a virus. There you go. Okay, that is a key point. Second, uh, it requires, because it's, an, uh, because it's a Trojan horse, it requires you to install it manually. If you have to run an installer say, install this software, yeah, it's probably not good. Uh, it's easy to tell because if you're surfing and a window pops up, um, I'm sorry, your web browser cannot detect files or a, a site cannot detect viruses on your hard drive via a web browser. That'd be a huge security risk. And if you, that's actually happened, you've got other problems going on. Okay, legit AV software on your computer will have a definite warning, and it will pop up an icon most likely in your dock as well. So there's your big hint right there. Just because it looks like a window on your desktop, it doesn't mean it's scanning. So with that in mind, unless you actually download and install this this program, it's not installed on your computer. In, now, there's an option to it might auto-download, but as long as you do not run this installer, do not click OK to install. It's not installed. It's in that disk image that's sitting in your downloads folder. All you got to do, drag it to the trash. It's not as terrible as people are saying. And to wrap up this month, we always like to do some tweets of the month. Um, there were two that really uh, st stood out to us and were really kind of fun. The first is... If I had known how horrible and ramshackle the support was for my Vertex 3 from OCZ, I'd have gotten a drive from OWC at Mac Sales instead. <laughs> I can't even add anything to that other than, you know, I should have had a V8, which is pretty old. But you know what? You should have had an OWC, oh, my friend. Oh, I can friend. add something. Neener, neener, neener. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one, and it was a, it was a comment we got. This wasn't really a tweet, but it, it was brief enough to where we could kind of consider it a tweet was... To borrow from the Dosekis ads, I don't always buy Mac accessories, but when I do, I buy from OWC. Stay Apple, my friends. Thank you for listening to episode number 56, and catch us next month where, who knows, maybe new MacBook Airs will be out on the market. Lion, Lion should, be should be out. So we'll see if Chris's rant has uh, was, 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 was whining or had weight. Until then, thank you. listening to OWC Radio, the official podcast of Otherworld Computing. Have a question about something discussed or looking for the links to the articles referenced in this episode? Please stop by the Otherworld Computing blog at blog.maxsales.com for links or to leave a public comment. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you.